everybody, this is Ty from the band Sink In. You don't care about us, though. You care about Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. All right. Well, welcome to another week of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Good morning, Troy. Good morning, Howie, and uh, hope you're starting to feel better here pretty soon i know you're a bit under the weather yeah i'm a little bit under the weather so if if troy starts or i i should say if uh if you start finishing out this uh podcast and you don't hear my voice it's because well i lost mine so yeah uh, hopefully we can hang in there um yeah we'll keep this one try to try to keep it short and sweet today yeah um and we are still working with uh a few people to try to line up some uh, blue eyed six interviews and um, it's a really interesting story. And I think it's one that deserves a full episode dedicated to it. Yes. Um, so, so we're trying to line and, up know. some experts and uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And uh, hopefully, hopefully the people that we line up will be on board with it and, uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's there's also a lot of background story with that, too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of folks that believe there's a lot of hauntings associated with the Blue-Eyed Six, if you're into that kind yep. of stuff. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know what you're into, Troy, but, I, like, I was even just talking with my wife yesterday. I'm like, you know what? We need to go to Gettysburg and do, like, a, um, a haunting thing, like a, a ghost tour. A ghost tour. I don't know. Have you ever done yeah. those before? I never had, um, I think I told you before we went to the Mansfield, uh, Ohio state reformatory. Yes. Yes. And, um, they do concerts there. Um, but they also do ghost huntings like at night or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So you get these, you know, you got cameras or whatever and you just roam around the prison at night and you know just randomly take pictures and stuff like that and then i guess after your pictures develop or you know you you view them or whatever and you you know you look for your orbs and stuff oh, yeah. there and you try to figure out what stuff is and listen for noises and yeah you know things like that and uh yeah i i i'd love to do it i think it'd be pretty cool yeah yeah Maybe i guess we'll... the one in gettysburg is over the graveyard correct you know what i think there's different ones if i'm not okay. mistaken so, um, did I ever did I ever share the story with uh, the dowsing rods? I don't think so. Oh, we have uh, the um, the one place I went to was a coworker of mine. Her and her boyfriend invited uh, us over to this mansion, and apparently, this mansion's got some famous hauntings and such. And uh, 
and she was like recommending we buy these dowsing rods and they're basically like copper rods that are kind of like an l shape and you hold the one end and then they kind of turn or whatever depending but uh so i got these almost like those old water sticks right well that's basically what it is yeah yeah and uh so i i when i bought these on amazon i think it was and uh so I'm at work the one day and, and we're at work in this old and uh, my office back in the day was in this really old house and we were like, you know what, let's just have some fun with this. So my coworker and I and a couple of other coworkers were like, you know what, let's just start kind of asking questions with this thing and see what we kind of get. And we started <laughs> asking questions and it started doing the spinning on us like it was in oh my, my hands. And like, if you asked it to cross, if you cross the, the rods, it would say no. And if you would open up, that would mean it would be yes. Oh my gosh. So I would ask questions and like, are you, are you an adult or a child, you know, cross for adult, open for child. And it would open for child. And, oh my uh, gosh. yeah. And it was kind of weird because the one room we went in, we started saying, we even asked it, <clears throat> We even asked it to point to specific people in the room. And the rods would literally spin and they would stop right at the person we asked it to point to. Oh, my gosh. So um, I don't want to say I'm a 100% believer in the, in the ghost stuff, but, you know, I'm not a 100% non-believer either. If that absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. It sounds like something was definitely... Uh... Something was definitely doing there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it kind of gets freaky with that kind of stuff. But um, but it just kind of, I don't know. Um, that when I think of the Blue-Eyed Six, I think of everything that's involved with it. And, and a lot of a lot of mysterious deaths have, have, have occurred in that area. Um, definitely. You know, and uh, just a lot of weird stuff that I think it would be a really fun talk. And I hope I hope we get some people that are on board with it soon. Absolutely. It's a story that, I mean, I, I know there's some stuff published, but it's a story that I don't want people to forget about either. You know yes. what I mean? Like, I want it to be something that kind of stays there and, you know, mm-hmm. just gets remembered and doesn't, I don't know. I just, it's just a really cool story. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think we got some, like you said, you don't want the story to be forgotten. And I think we got some pretty good historians in the area that really know how to share that story and uh, you know one of because there's a few different books written on it yeah there's a few different books and there was even a movie done you know and you said you would watch the movie so and i actually tried to download the movie online and it and uh it wouldn't let me for whatever reason so i gotta figure out how to do that because i have never seen the movie okay so yeah um so from one tragedy to another. Yeah. Um if you want to play that clip there, Howie, in the background. Yep, it's playing, Troy. It's playing. All right. And um Yeah, so unfortunate anniversary yesterday. And uh this song that you're hearing in the background here is Tears in Heaven by Eric Eric Clapton. And it was inspired because uh he lost his son. His son fell out of a 53-story uh, apartment window and landed on a 
four-story roof next door and um, obviously, you know, died. And you said he was only four and, and a half years old. Only, only four and a half years old, and I his mean, name was Connor. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, a housekeeper was there with um, the mother, and she was a Italian actress, Lori Del Santo, I think was her name. Okay. And... Um, yeah, I guess he was doing something with it. I don't know if he was cleaning it or whatever. And um, the boy wasn't in the room at the time that he was cleaning it. And I guess the boy just came running in. And I don't know if he didn't realize there wasn't a window there. I don't know if it was a window where it literally went down to the floor type thing. And he was just yeah. running in, excited, look, you know, going to run up to the window to look out or whatever. And the window wasn't there. And out he went. Wow. So, yeah. And um, I can't imagine, number one, writing a song about something like that. And then number having two, to sing it. having to perform it. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, I had to be hard. I had to be hard. I mean, I, every time, I mean, and to this day, it's probably still got to, I mean, I'm sure it gets a tad bit easier as time goes by, mm-hmm. but it still has to hit something in him when he sings that song. Yeah. It has to, for sure. I mean, uh, well, I mean, even though the kid would be, what, 34 years old today? Yeah. Still, that kid never had a chance to grow up, never had a chance to, like, realize his abilities or talents or or whatever. And, you know, unfortunately, yeah, it was a life that was lost that didn't need to be lost at the time. Yeah. It's so. uh, a really sad story with um, an iconic song that came out of it. And uh, I apologize because we were trying to figure out. Um, we saw that this movie was on a sound or the song was on a soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. And we were trying to figure out the movie was on. It's a movie called Rush. It was released in 1991 as well. My guess and it didn't do very well because I don't remember yeah, anything about it. I don't it. remember it. Howie didn't remember it. I never seen it. He never seen it. Yeah. Um, so. And this would have been in my movie watching days, I guess, because I, yeah. I think I would have been yeah. like a junior slash senior in in high school. So. Um. Yeah, I definitely yeah. would have this, remembered this. Was this was definitely when you were, you know, sitting around watching the tube, going to movies, you know, <laughs> yeah. rent, renting movies when that was a thing. Oh my right? gosh! Yeah. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, there's the, that leads me to another thing here, real, real quick. There's a documentary on uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. the last blockbuster. Have you seen it? I did not see it, but I saw like I saw it was there on Netflix. What's that about? Yeah, it's basically about how blockbuster became so big and how it is no longer big, and there's still one blockbuster though. And that's why it's called the last blockbuster. It's in Oregon. Oh, you mean there's um, still one that exists? Yes. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. How crazy is that? So yeah, um, I I didn't. I got to be honest. I had it on as the background as I was doing other things, so I wasn't totally indulged in it. But um, I'd like to give it another shot and actually pay more attention to it this time. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just a it's crazy thing how blo- I mean that was the thing to do right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean it was kind of nostalgic. You walk in the store and and you go around. You hopefully you find the movie like the especially the popular movie of the week. 
you hope yep. that it's available. And uh, once in a while, you're standing behind a person who's returning the movie, and it happens to be the movie you're looking for. And yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was an adventure sometimes when it came to uh, you know trying to uh, watch a movie you wanted to watch back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, and, you go in there, and I just remember. I mean, I remember being in there probably an hour or more sometimes. Oh, just, easily. You know. Trying to pick okay, a movie well, uh, or game. The, the new movie that came out this week isn't available. So and then the next thing you know, you're just walking around the walls and walking through the aisles yep. trying to find something that might catch your eye. You I, know. Know. <laughs> I know. And there was you couldn't watch a trailer of it to see, you know what I mean? Like yeah. You had to actually just read the back of it or something and see if it was something that caught your attention, you know? <laughs> you know, I know I've I know we've said this before, but man, uh I, I think a lot of a lot of folks in this generation are missing out on the the I actual agree. interaction, you know, just the ability yeah. to interact with people, and uh, yeah, I think it's just a lost art anymore. It really is. I mean, in the same breath, I mean, they're they are interacting on a different level. They have the um, you know, social, the social media, media platforms, yeah. yeah, and all that kind of stuff. But there there is something to. And like I said, you and like you said, we have talked about this before, but there's just some people that going in for a job interview, they don't know how to do it. I know. You know what I, mean? like, I know. They don't know how to talk to people. They curl up in a ball. They get all intimidated. And it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that, mm-hmm. that is a uh, lost art for sure. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's but, something like I even make sure with my kids, you know, who, well, my kids are 20 and almost 18 now, but. Um, you know, even with them, it's like, you know what, you guys need to figure out how to socialize. You need to do above and beyond than what social media provides you because anybody, anybody can make a comment of their choice via the internet, you know, but, but when it comes to saying it face to face, it's a whole different story. And, uh, absolutely. Yeah. People need to realize that there, there is an art to, uh, to that and uh yeah and yeah you might not you might not uh you might not get the job based on your response and your reactions or your facial expressions anything yeah you know so you really need to kind of have an idea of how to interact with people you know and i even see that even with the job that i work you know just when we do interviews and we're interviewing younger folks uh just watching their their demeanor and their uncomfortableness, you know, when it comes to social interacting. And I'm like, you guys need to figure it out because, uh, you can't, you can't live in a hole all your life. So, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Um, so yeah, I know we kind of delved, yeah. delved off into a little bit of a tangent there, but it just, it just made me think, um, like I said, with, the the whole blockbuster thing. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. You know, that was, though. It really is, yeah. So I, I I recommend you know giving that documentary a shot. Uh, like I said, I didn't give it a, a fair shot. I want to go back and do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody I heard that did give it a shot really enjoyed it, and uh, it was pretty cool. Just to just as I was watching it in the background, as I was doing other things, to just the nostalgia of it was really cool. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Um, what makes it kind of makes me think too um what are the things like a blockbuster uh what what things from the past that are really no longer existent do you think have the potential of coming back oh wow 
put me on the spot here. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, could could movie rentals make a comeback? Probably not. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Because you can you can still rent them, but now yeah. you just rent them digitally. You know. Yeah, because uh, I um, think another thing that's going to soon go to the wayside, honestly, are movie theaters. It could just because um, of the streaming abilities now, and even what we've seen during COVID, uh, a lot of folks are watching newly released movies via Netflix or via streaming devices. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different ways now. I mean, I mean we're even seeing. Uh, in fact, I even saw a preview for one of the movies, and I can't remember. I'm, it must have been a Disney movie because I think it was like, oh, now in theaters. Also, you can stream it here. And it's like, yeah. well, you know what? Do I want to pay, you know, eleven bucks per person to go to the movie theater and then pay what another twenty, thirty dollars in popcorn and soda? And right. uh, or do I want to just stay home and and stream it and have all of that for ten bucks? Right. You right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. <clears throat> um, the price is definitely the main factor in that but i will say there is something about going to a theater and watching a movie that that is different though right mm-hmm. so i agree i i think for that reason they'll hang around but i do feel that people are tired of getting screwed over with yeah. their prices yeah they are you know um i i wish i don't know I mean, that's got to be where they make the majority of their money. I don't think they make a lot of money off the film costs. I really don't. I think a lot of that is what the company charges them in order to purchase the movie to play it. Well, yeah. I mean, the company charges a lot for the movie theaters to play it. And and that's why you see such a gouging in in food and and, uh, refreshments and such. Um, I bet you that stuff's marked up at least 60%. Oh, you know what, Troy? I bet you it's marked up over 100%. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Think about popcorn. How much do we pay for a big bag of popcorn there? Good point. Yeah. Good point. I mean, uh, yeah, my guess is it's probably a 100% plus markup. And then even the soda. I mean, when you're paying, what, $8 or whatever it is uh, per for drink. large soda, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're probably paying over 100% of what they've... Yeah, that's a good for. point. I never thought about it that yeah. way. You're probably right. That's wow. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. It is. So yeah, I think so. I, in, in one sense, I, I don't blame them for wanting to. You know, obviously everybody's in business to make money. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I do think they do go a bit overboard. I think they it's do. a bit drastic. They do. Um, and they and they got you because they don't let you bring anything in. Right? Yeah. Well, technically, so, right. How many of us? Right. Yeah, how many of us go to the local dollar store next door and and stock up on whatever we like to munch on during a movie and just kind of right, you know, right? Yeah, not as easy to get away with a drink, probably, but um, no, no, but maybe a snack or something. Yeah, or you're not going to bring a whole bag of popcorn in, right? <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably not. But yeah. you can definitely. Hey, where's buy- your microwave? I got a pop- yeah. popcorn real quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bring in a microwave, plug it in the theater. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> what's that? What's that popping going on while you're watching the movie? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I think we'd be uh, kicked out. Yeah. yeah, so I think they'll hang. I do think they'll hang. I I wonder if the pandemic here 
might make them look at things a little bit differently or if it yeah. might make them more greedy. I wonder how that'll play out. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what are some things that you missed as a child, like during your childhood? Mm. What are some things that you enjoyed doing that you that just doesn't seem the same today? Um, not one that I enjoyed doing too much, but I had a lot of friends that did, and I would say roller skating. Oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe I thought that the, was the roller rinks might come back maybe one day in a different yeah. form. Yeah, because there used to be two in our area. Yeah, the one burned down. Um, so there's still one in our area, mm-hmm. and um, I, I bet you there's a few on the outskirts here as well. I would imagine there's probably a couple up in the Harrisburg area. Yeah. Um, I know there's one in Pottsville. Okay. Uh, it's called the Roller Roost. Huh. Um, I, I know that because my daughter had her birthday party there a few years back. Okay. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you, here's one I thought of. Arcades. Oh, yeah. Good point. What do you think? Is that something that could make a comeback? I don't know. I mean, because here we are with the whole digital platform again, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. I mean, everybody can game from home on the internet and play with your buddies and not have to go mm-hmm. on, you know? I know. I know. And uh trying to think where I was last year. We went into an arcade. You know what? I guess it would have been... uh I guess it was in Tennessee now that I think about it when we were on vacation and mm-hmm. um, we found this really cool arcade and we're um, and oh where was it it was uh, in Gatlinburg and uh, and we were just looking for some time to kill and uh, we're like hey why don't mm-hmm. we just go in here and play a, co- um, a couple games and even the format has changed you know you go in you know in the past you would have to like have a bunch of quarters to play with and whatnot. Now yep. it's, you know, you just purchase it via credit card and you get these little, um, you get these cards that you just kind of swipe. And, yep. and uh, it saves all your tokens or yeah. your, uh, credits or whatever on there. Right. Yeah. right. So does it, did, did you play any games that you got tickets and stuff for too? Uh, yeah. Like the ski ball. So, so do the tickets still print out or do they save on the card? They would print out there. Okay. Yeah. Well, print. I guess just roll out. I yeah, guess roll out. Printed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but I wonder if that. You know, I wonder if they can get to the point where they could actually just save them on the card that you're purchasing. You know what I mean? Probably. I would imagine so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but it's maybe- it's those little things, and, and a lot of that has to involve like social interacting and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just seems to be going to the wayside. Like even for me as a kid, I always looked forward to uh, with uh, with my best friend. We would always go to the uh, flea market every Sunday. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, and we would look. Pro- well, mostly back in back in that time, I would always look for baseball cards. Yep. You know. Yeah, there and, was a lot of people that had baseball card stands. Yeah, so I would do the baseball card thing, and uh, my friend was into these. Uh, old National Geographic magazines for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So he would always kind of see if he can fulfill his collection. Um, you know, it's just little things. It's, you know, things that we did with people, things that we did with friends yeah. where now almost it doesn't seem like it's going that direction. It's more, how can we do no. things from our home where we don't have to interact? Yeah. You know, no, I agree. 
I mean, I, I remember, you know, I spent a lot of time hanging out with my cousin in my, um, you know, late teens to early twenties. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I mean, we were going over there like every weekend, you know, and then we were like, okay, what are we doing this weekend? Where are we going? You know, right. We'd go somewhere, go to a buddy's house, whatever. Uh, maybe one night we'd be out riding four wheeler somewhere, maybe, you know, it, it, you know what I mean? It just, all yeah. of, now it's just like, like you said, it's just like, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> they'll go somewhere to eat, but then they'll just go back home and. You know, I know. I mean, hey, I'll do, talk to you later on Snapchat or whatever. You know. What I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and and do kids in the neighborhood do they even like do they even like call each other and be like, hey, let's go play some football in the backyard, you know, or play some wiffle right. ball or whatever, you know? I mean, I wonder if that's even. It doesn't seem like that kind of stuff is done as much anymore. Yeah, I I know my daughters. Um, they met some pretty good friends in the neighborhood here that are. Like like a year off of their ages. Okay. And um, they spend a lot of time with them. And um, I'm glad to see that. Now, that being said, some of that time is spent just on screens or whatever, doing whatever they're doing together. Right. Whatever, you know. Right. But um, but at least they are getting an interaction. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, yeah. I mean, times have changed for sure, no doubt. And um, Yes, indeed. I, I don't know that it's for the better necessarily. Yeah, I guess time will tell, you know, time will tell to see mm-hmm. if it, you know, I would say probably it can't be for the better when it comes to social interacting, but, you know, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I agree. So. Well, Howie, let's, um, let's take a break here and sure. um, we'll come back with a little bit more conversation. Sounds like a plan. We'll be right back. All right. And we are back. Oh, we just had, I don't know if you heard that, Troy, but there was a lion roar in there. I didn't hear that. Uh, it was, uh, it's part of the uh, Michael Jackson's Black or White video. And yep. uh, it's kind of interesting because there's a lot of uh, controversy with this video. Not this video in particular, but the person that's in this video, Macaulay yep. uh, Calkin. Um, you know, who obviously was uh, under a lot of magnifying glasses, I guess you can say, back in the day in regards to... Um, his friendship with Michael. Yeah, his his friendship or inappropriate... Whatever else. Whatever it might have yeah. been, who knows. So, but... Um, Probably will never know unless he would actually come out and tell us, right? Yeah, right. And who knows if he ever will. Right. But uh, but yeah, um, we were. I guess we were wanting to bring up this Michael Jackson because uh, from March twentieth, nineteen ninety one. Go ahead. He became. Uh, I guess he signed the richest contract in signing um, in recording history for a billion dollars with Sony. One billion dollars in nineteen ninety one. Think about that. Thirty years ago, yeah. that was one billion dollars. I mean, obviously, a billion dollars is a lot now, but. Right. How much was a billion dollars back in '91? Yeah. You know. You know, I I don't know. Um, he was having financial issues, though. Correct? Isn't that why he um, was going back out on tour again when he when he ultimately just died? You know what? Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know what we considered financial issues for him or not because sure sure i mean yeah, financial issues might be for him oh crap i can't pay for my fourth lamborghini yeah right? like, <laughs> or or you know what i'm only down to 20 million dollars in my bank account you know right i right. don't i don't know what financial burden is for him 
Um, yeah. Something tells me he was okay no matter what. Right. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, nobody truly knows the story that happened with him, and I, I don't know that we'll ever truly know. Right. Um, but putting that aside, the dude was a heck of an artist. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, it just blows my mind. Like, he must not ever been into uh, sports or anything, like, because I'm surprised he never got into, like, buying a sports franchise or. Yeah, right. I mean, let's face it, a billion dollars in 91, he could have bought a sports franchise. <laughs> he could have bought any sports <laughs> franchise, you know? And it kind of shocks me because, um, you know, he seems like he was a smart investor. Absolutely. You think know. about how much there was, you know, think about if he would have bought something back then for, I don't know, let's just say $100 million, whatever. Yeah. That thing probably would be 10 times that amount by oh now, my if not gosh. more. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, he's, so, yeah. He, he had an interesting... I mean, honestly, this guy really never had a chance to grow up. If right. If you think about it. He was, you know, he was from the Jackson 5, so he was the youngest of the Jacksons, and uh, and he just really... I don't know. He went from childhood star to solo star to really, when you think about it, he was a freak. Yeah. You know, he, he, a lot of people just... Like he was just different. He was he was odd in in many ways. Uh, with what he like had at his Neverland Ranch, uh, that I would have loved to have been able to tour when that was in its heyday. Is is that still open or no? I don't think so. But I don't, I don't know. think so either. But uh, um, but man, I, that would have been think, an interesting. I think his daughter owns it though, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I think it got left over to her. I think. Wow. Yeah, wouldn't surprise um, me. Huh. But well, actually, he has no. He has two. He has a a son and a daughter. A son and a daughter. Yeah, actually, he has three, doesn't he? He might. I think he does. I know one is named Blanket. Yeah, yeah, one um, is Blanket. And I can't remember um, the other. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure he has three because I'm for, for some reason I remember watching the the funeral stuff on. And the memorial on TV, and I'm pretty sure I remember seeing three of them. Well, you know what? There's um, one way to find out, Troy. Oh, how can we find that out, Hallie? Well, there's this thing we <laughs> called Google. <laughs> uh, um, he has he three kids. To... One is yeah, named so. yep, Paris, which I think um, is one of the uh, younger ones. Um, Michael Joseph Jackson Jr., which I am Michael not. Joseph Jackson. Yeah, and then Prince Michael Jackson are his three kids. Prince, Prince Michael Jackson. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I mean, he had a... He had a terrible childhood, too, though. I mean, it's yeah. amazing to think that he came out of that the way he did, because... Uh, <laughs> I hear that uh, his his father wasn't the nicest man. No, no, he's sort of like the kind of like the uh, Williams sisters' dad. Yeah, but he's cooled off, hasn't he? Well, I don't think they're around. I don't think that dad's around anymore. I think he died. He did. He did. I could be. Maybe I. 
I thought so. What, what was his name, Joe? That I don't know. Um, no, I'm probably thinking of Joe because that was Michael Jackson's dad. Yeah, me. F- um, um, yeah, but I didn't know he wasn't around anymore. I, I, are you sure about that? Um, yeah, I'm. On, well, let me find out for sure. Richard Williams. Richard Williams. Yeah. No, he's 79. Oh, is he still around? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't show that he passed. Okay, yeah, it's, it looks like he suffered irreparable brain damage and dementia following a stroke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. And, and court papers also show the two sisters have become embroiled in a court battle against their stepmother. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it so, looks yeah, like I mean, uh, February of 2020. Um, he was uh, he had brain damage after strokes, and uh, and I guess dementia as a result too. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a bummer, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was pretty hard on the girls too. Um, sure, but. I don't think it was to the same extent that like Joe Jackson was with Michael. Cause no. I think there was a lot of uh, physical abuse going on there. Yes. Um, to be fair, it was a little bit of a different time frame too. Right. Oh yeah. Sixties. Um, right. I mean, that was not that it was ever okay, but it was definitely more, it wasn't as frowned upon, you know no. what I mean? Like to, uh, well, I mean, it, honestly, back in the day it was acceptable. <laughs> Sure. You know, we sure. talked about this when we uh, when we interviewed uh, Max Hunsaker. You know, it wasn't right. uncommon for your principal to have a paddle in the front of the window of his office. You know, yeah. basically showing his authority. Yeah. Just hey, uh, just to remind you, uh, if you get out of line, <laughs> I can use this thing. Yes. You know? And trust me, I've I've felt the brunt of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I never got one. Uh, uh, luckily. Um, I, I told you the story about uh, I seen a boy come in with tears in his eyes after getting one. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he was one of the big boys. So. Oh wow! <laughs> well, you know, Mister Hartz is the one that did mine. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Oh, and and you know that guy? He was a mean-looking dude. Yep. No, I'll but, never forget Mister Hartz, and and it still boggles my mind that he was a teacher. Yeah, right. That he could mix up. But he could mix up his W's and V's. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he was like old school Mennonite slash yep. Amish almost. <laughs> very very Dutch accent. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and he would always, there was a kid in our class, his name was Wayne. And he'd always call him. <laughs> hey, Vane. Vane, baby. <laughs> yeah, Vane. He'd always call him Vane, baby. And, uh, and he had a van that he drove around, but of course it wasn't a van. It was his it van. It was a van. I remember that van now that you say that. Yeah. 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 It was like that old school Astro van looking yep. black. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. So, but yeah, Michael yep. Jackson, um, 1991, that, that was the black and white uh, video. And man, I'll tell you what, that song could actually be kind of like our um, our our symbol song for this era. You know, there, could, right? everything's got to be black or white. There's nothing in the middle. It's just, 
you know, it's either racist or it's not really. Yep. Um, it's either Democrat or it's Republican. Yep. Or, you know, it's. Yep. Yeah, you're right. It's either one one way or the other. There's never a middle ground that anybody can agree upon anymore. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, a billion dollar man in March 20th, 1991. That's insane. Yeah. Um. But then that leads us to. Uh, something else that was a little interesting. I mean, um, so Michael Jackson ended up buying the Beatles, um, publishing rights, right? Which with a little research, we came to find out that Paul McCartney does now own it. Today. So thank God, because why, yeah, why wouldn't, it a, yeah, been, right. Yeah. Why wouldn't a Beatle own the Beatle catalog, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. so that left some, some harshness there, but, um, one of the Beatles, also would have been celebrating an anniversary yesterday and that would have been John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Yeah. And they got married on March 20th in 1969. So, um, wow. Let's see. That would have been 52 years. Yeah. So 52 years ago, Yoko Ono tried to ruin the Beatles. <laughs> 52 years ago, Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles. Yes, yeah. That, that's, that's basically the headline, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, um, but yeah, that was, uh, I mean, say what you will, but, uh, John Lennon definitely went through a different stage in his life there. He did. Um, and he and made his choices. I mean, absolutely. We, we can say Yoko was at fault here and at fault there, but you know what? He is a man and he was allowed to say yes or no to any of that, you know? Um, I mean, bottom line is I, I think whatever drugs he was doing at the time <laughs> definitely, you know, changed his mindset and warped his mind. And, um, not necessarily that it was for the worst either, because he right. did go tr- try to lead a more peaceful life. And he, that's when the whole peace and give love a chance and all that kind of stuff was coming out. Yep. Um, so like I said, it wasn't necessarily, you know, that it was bad and nothing, all this stuff came out of his head, but it was definitely was different from what, the Beatles had going on at that time. Right. And, um, yeah, just, I don't, I don't know, obviously I wasn't there, what all <laughs> transpired, uh, you know, that, that led to their falling out. But, yeah. um, it's a shame because we talked about this before with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Think of all the songs and albums and everything they released and what it was in a nine years. Didn't we say it was a nine year span? Before? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> As popular and as big of a influencer they are in music, it really yeah. wasn't that big of a. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, albums upon albums and number one hits after number one hits, and and all that within nine years. I mean, now, just I mean, think okay, think about it this way: yet McCartney's still performing. Yeah. Ringo still performs. Unfortunately, George Harrison also died. But yeah, um, yeah. think about the Rolling Stones. who <laughs> didn't come along too, too long after the Beatles. No. They're still going. Who's to say the Beatles still wouldn't be going right now? Yeah, right. Well, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, right. we look at some of those older artists. We look at the Rolling Stones. We look at, look at Aerosmith. I mean, Aerosmith, we tend yeah. to forget that they've been around since the 70s. You know, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, just so many different people um, trying to think who else might have fit into that. Maybe uh, 
the yeah the who um what's his face um um elton john elton, you know, john. elton john's yep. been around forever too billy joel's not billy too joel. far behind him yeah yeah you know all those so, folks oh um I mean, we can't think we can't forget dolly parton oh my gosh dolly yeah dolly parton that's a good one yeah um tina turner yeah I mean, I, I forget that she's even still around. To be honest with you, I know. sometimes I mean it's it's insane. Yeah, um, and then even in different genres, you have like Barry Manilow, and yeah. um, you know, it, it's just insane that these artists, you know, when to, if they find a niche and they find a few hit songs, they they can just stay relevant forever. You know, right. Right, yeah, because now I mean, think about the Elton Johns or the uh, Rolling Stones; they don't have to even think about writing a new song ever again. You know, nope. just go to concert and just it's just play the oldies, you know, and have fun with it. Billy Joel's a good example of that. I'll tell you what; what's really interesting. You brought up a good point. I don't remember where I was hearing this the other day. But uh, oh, I know it. It was a different podcast I was listening to. Okay, and uh, it was it was a guy talking about how sometimes artists are so stuck that when they release something new, that's all they want to play at their concert. They want yeah. to play all this new stuff. But it's like, hey, that's not why everybody came to see no. you. Like, yeah, I get it. You can throw a few new songs here and there, but you got to cater to why they came to see you, or they're not going to want to come back and see you again. Yeah, you know? and from what I've heard, somebody who was big into doing that was Prince. Really? Yeah, he was never big into playing his old stuff, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? If I'm yeah. going, you know, I if I'm going to watch you in concert, you better be playing Raspberry Beret or or Little Red Corvette or or yeah. Let's Go Crazy, you know." Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, don't don't be playing some of this new stuff. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard this one story, but he actually played a concert the one time, and before the concert started. He said, I don't want anybody to be able to see me. He turned out all the lights. And basically, <laughs> basically, basically, you were only able to hear him, not even see him. <laughs> what the heck? Now, he could have easily have just flipped on a, a switch and played his music through a speaker and then walked off stage for all they've known. But could you right. imagine paying fifty to a hundred dollars to go watch him in concert and for him to and pull then that didn't stunt? Get to see him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my God, that that. Who knows? He might even have just a CD playing. <laughs> I know, I know. Um. So, but oh, that's that's, funny. that's uh, he was. You want to talk about a, a unique human being? Yeah, for yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, it's uh. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's nice that the I'm glad to hear that the Beatles have, or I should say, Paul McCartney has the rights again, because yeah, this should be definitely in the where they belong. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, so we touched on a few different things here, mostly from the music world, but yeah. they all kind of came up as I was researching, find you know things that happened during this era in, in history, and uh, I thought they were all pretty interesting. Um, so. Hopefully, we can have something lined up, uh, you know, soon. Mm-hmm. Like I said, for the Blue Eyed Six or whatever else we're, you know, we have down the pipeline. Yeah, and um, and uh, and I had mentioned to you before the show started, you know, that I thought of what if we got a hold of a psychic and brought 
that person on board and kind of chat it with them. You know, yeah, and I'd would, be down for that. So, what would be the? Contacts. Yeah, um, I have a phone number. I'm going to try to contact. But um, what if, like, what question would you ask a psychic? Hmm. Like, like personally, could. or just yes, or as an interview? Like, what? Yes or yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know because like for me I don't like I would like to maybe dive into. You know, we, we kind of wanted to go – we've been wanting to go down this um, investigation trail a little bit. I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. if uh, if this person would have some insight about maybe a local mystery like the Courtney, sure. Courtney Stouffer situation, you know, or um, just something that kind of, I don't know, maybe would open the door to some type of possibility. Yeah, absolutely. So – um. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Hmm. Yeah. Um. It would be kind of interesting. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I Hopefully, don't, I don't know what I would think of. I mean, I would probably. I, I was thinking along the same things. You know, something like that with an investigation. Yeah. Um. Is, I don't know. Is there like a family member that, that you would want to? I don't know. I don't know if I would really want to get into. I don't know if I would want to know anything personal about my future. Well, I, I definitely don't, don't want to know when I'm going to die. Well, yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's kind of the joy and the surprise of life is knowing what's going to be handed to you. And if yeah. you kind of know ahead of time, like, what? what's the point? Like, yeah, I don't know. Right? But what if um, she said that, you know what, uh, somehow, some way, you're going to get your hands on $10 million? Yeah. As long as she doesn't tell me when, I guess. I don't know. There we go. Yeah, you're going to get hearing on $10 million the day before you get hit by a train. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gee, yeah. thanks. The day, so you signed, the day you sign the papers, you die on the way to getting it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would be my luck. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know that I'd ever want to do anything personally. I, okay. I think I'd try to stay away from that. I think I would stay more along the lines of, of the supernatural type of things. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think I'm yeah. there with you on that. So, good deal. Yeah, so make that contact and uh, see if we can get that lined up. Yes, um, indeed. And uh, yeah, we definitely we're going to talk about the Blue Eyed Six, whether we have somebody or not. Um, I one think one way or another. It's yeah, one be way or another. One of because, our episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, because I've actually I I found the book that we were talking about and. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've been reading through it, and actually, the book that um, I have is there it's not an official book so to speak it's an actual book of old newspaper articles from oh, that gotcha. from that time which is kind of interesting oh, wow. yeah so uh it just kind of gives a history of all the uh the killers and it gives a history of the victim and uh and just kind of talks about their their last few days and such so yeah. yeah, I was watching. Um, we we did get in contact with Mister Hess, and he and he's uh yes he is considering getting on here with us to talk about it. But uh, he also sent us a video to watch, which I did. I watched, and it as well. uh, it, it, in that same breath as I watched that, I'm like, huh, I didn't really think about that. I'm going to pull up more YouTube videos in the Blue Eyed Six and stuff. So I did, and um, it's really it it really is interesting. And um, mm-hmm. there was a couple other people that are Central Pennsylvania historians where. Um, 
I wonder if they'd be willing to jump on with us. I wouldn't know how to get a hold of them, but I saw they had a YouTube page. So I don't okay. know if you could just comment on their video or I don't know. Um, um, I'll have to look into that as well. I bet you we can. Yeah, okay. I bet you we can find a, a way to contact them. Yeah. Because not only would they be, you know, good to talk about with the blue eyed six, but if they're into all kinds of central Pennsylvania history, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's more stuff that, that we can talk about that maybe we don't even know about, you know? Right. Right. Um, so then it, so then it wouldn't be more of, um, of us chatting about things we know about. That would actually be more of an interview format where they could actually kind of tell us stories. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. So, cool. um, I'll see if I can find that link and I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, so that way you can look into it. Um, you're our investigator, Howie. So you got to be the one to find the people and talk to them. So. Yep, not a problem. <laughs> I'll find them. Uh, I can't force them to talk, though. So I know. <laughs> so, so I think that'll be enough for this week. I think so um, too. I think so too. But uh, so yeah, um, it's it's funny because we were kind of joking around about this. You know, sometimes we come in and like, you know what? How are we going to even talk about anything today? And then. I know. Lo and behold, here we are, you know, 45 plus minutes into it, you know, we're, we're still chatting it up. So, um, but yeah, so with that being said, uh, we have a lot on our, on our plate and, uh, hopefully we'll, uh, have some content for you in the next couple weeks and, uh, we'll make things happen. So, so until then, everybody have a good, safe, healthy week. And Oh, by the way, happy spring. It's officially spring. Yeah. It so, is. Yes. Happy spring. Yeah. So everyone, hopefully warm weather is on the way. <laughs> so until next week, guys, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at stay tuned TNH. Email us stay tuned TNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.